recording from the offices of Basic Training. This is the Basic Training Podcast, show 24. Sometime life, sometimes life's going to hit you in the head with a brick. Don't lose faith. I'm convinced that the only thing that kept me going was that I loved what I did. You've got to find what you love. And that is as true for work as it is for your lovers. Your work is going to fill a large part of your life. And the only way to be truly satisfied is to do what you believe is great work. And the only way to do great work is to love what you do. Welcome back to the Basic Training Podcast, everyone, a show about life and about fitness. I am your host, Michael Bays, and I want to welcome you back to a show in which if I don't like what I say, I can merely hit the delete key and start over again. (laughs) And don't you wish you could do that in your everyday life? (laughs) On this episode of the Basic Training Podcast, I am going to be going into the, this is the first part in a series on my website at basictraining.com. I wrote an article earlier this week that had to do with the topic, it's called Minding Your Business, and it has to do with the idea that the point of this show is to help trainers be better at what they do, and that is to train you guys out there. You know, If you're not a personal trainer and you just happen to be somebody that likes to tune in every week to hear my thoughts and, and ideas and opinions on things... This show is about how trainers can do their specific parts of the job better. And I'm going to take the entire month of September on a weekly basis, and I'm going to introduce ideas that will help everybody, from personal trainers to anybody that runs their own self-employed business, to be better at what they do. Because the bottom line is it can apply to anybody. These ideas, these methods, processes, practices – They can help you run a better business. They can help you be a better employee. They can help you get a raise. They can help you get a job. They can help motivate you to be a better person. Now, I'm not saying that your entire life needs to be based on your business or the money you make or any of those kind of things, but there's something that happens when you begin to take control of your life. And, you know, that applies to the fitness world and the business world. When you begin to take fitness, for instance, when you begin to take control of the things that you put in your mouth, your nutrition, when you begin to take control of your day as it pertains to activities, you know, you decide you're going to go for a run, you decide you're going to lift weights, you decide you're not going to eat that donut, you decide this, you decide that. When once you start making decisions, there's a certain amount of confidence that just starts to to flow. And it's in the way you talk. It's in the way you move. It's in the way you interact with other people. The moment you get that kind of control and you realize that you're the one calling the shots, you're, you know, you're getting that traction, something shifts. And it's the same for us in the business world. You know, when we, trainers specifically, when we are able to get a brand new client and we're able to start working with them and we see that we're starting to generate some results, we start to walk with our, our, you know, our shoulders back a little bit and be like, hey, yeah, we're starting to do that with that person. You know, that's, that's pretty cool. They're following my ideas. You know, when, when you see your person doing your own workouts, 
you know, whether it's with you during session or it's completely on their own, there's that moment of pride that starts to pop up. You know, you're helping change somebody's life, and that's, that's pretty neat. You know, and then it comes to the next level once you get a referral. You know, somebody thought you did a good enough job that they gave you somebody else to work with. All of a sudden, your little training business starts to, to pick up steam. And before you know it, your schedule is booked. You know, you're able to actually work with as many people as you can. You know, you're exhausted. You, you know, you've, you're busting at 12 and 14, 16 hours a day. You don't have a lot of time to do anything else, but you know what? It's the greatest thing in the world. When you get to that level and you're able to work as much or as little as you choose, something just completely shifts the way you look at the world. And that's what this entire month is going to be dedicated to. I want everybody out there who wants to be a personal trainer or is a trainer who wants to get better at what they do, I want to, to deliver to you guys some of the methods that I have used in my business over the past decade and a half that have really helped move me forward. Now, I will say, I wish I had learned all these at the beginning. It might have made my road a little bit smoother because I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if anybody knows this, but I'm a stubborn person. I'm stubborn. I'm very opinionated. I sometimes forget to do a lot of things when it comes to it, it, take this entire concept of what I'm working on right now. I am making a podcast. You know, I'm building a website. I, I'm doing writing. I'm trying to interact. We have Instagram. We have Facebook. We have all these different mediums that are there. And my ability to respond to people apparently is pretty terrible. <laughs> um, I'm getting comments on the site, and it's great. I'm getting emails delivered, and I'm doing my absolute best to respond to as many of them as I can. But that's, that is a, a, a failing that is, I've been working on for years is getting to all those. And trust me, guys, if, if you are not responded to, I promise I've seen you, and I'm honored that you're still listening. I'm honored that you are reading my stuff and sharing it. I mean, it's, it means a lot to me that you guys are doing that because this is a lot of fun, and it's a whole lot more fun to know that my words and my voice is getting out there to help the world. Uh, I don't know if it's helping the world, but it's, it's definitely getting out there, which is really, really fun. Uh, it's always fun to see you know, new subscribers coming in every week and people liking and people sharing, people commenting on my stuff. Just a, a ton of fun, but I'm digressing a little bit. So you know, back on the topic for the show tonight, which is going to be, again, part one, it's called Minding Your Business. And in particular, this show is about delivering five essential skills that you have to master if you are going to be an elite personal trainer or if, you, if you're going to be in your own service industry related uh, business. These things are the most important things to work on when it comes to building a business. Now, I know some of you out there, you know, once you hear these, you may think, well, you know, Michael, this is, this is not, this is nothing to do with health and fitness. This is just simply, you know, asking for money. This is simply trying to deliver sales or, or something along those lines. And I cannot tell you how further from the truth that really is. Now, I have a very interesting view on that, on money, on business, on sales, on clients, retention, all that kind of stuff that I've developed over my tenure doing what I do. You know, the bottom line is building a healthy business, building something that can sustain you in your life, that can become your full-time work, is not a reflection of your greed. It's not a reflection of your desire to take people's money and to cheat them out of something. And for some reason, 
business in this world, in our country at least, I feel has started to take a, a very negative connotation. You know, it's not that business is bad. Capitalism is the greatest thing that has ever been invented. Capitalism is simply the exchange of goods and services for some kind of medium, in which case we have little paper bills that we call money. And when somebody thinks enough of you and enough of what you're doing to pay you money for your service, for your time, for a product that you've made or a service that you delivered, that is a great honor. There's nothing to be ashamed of when it comes to that. And yet, for, the, for reasons I cannot fathom, I'm already getting ticked about it, <laughs> for reasons I cannot fathom, people in this world are afraid to ask for money. They're afraid to be thought of as a professional at what they do. Now, I don't know if it comes from the idea of, you know, say, I, the trainer, am afraid to, to go up to this person and say, hey, I just worked you out. Could you please pay a fee for me? Or if it's from, you know, the client standpoint of, well, all they did was stand there and count. You know, they just picked up weights for me and delivered some, some papers with weights on them. Why should I pay them for that? But you should pay for that if you're the client, and you should ask for the money if you're the trainer. It's the only way that you can put a value on what you've done. And I promise you, if you're a personal trainer who is getting up at 345 to go meet somebody, give them a workout, inspire them, motivate them, write down their workouts, help them achieve their goals, you're a professional and you deserve to get paid for what you do. Now, I'm not all about the money. I just feel, you know, it's not even a feeling, it's a fact. That when somebody pays you for your goods and services, it puts worth on you. It, it puts a value that they value your time and your service. Otherwise, if you're not doing that, you're just some guy that they go meet. And cool, you work out, or cool, you don't. There, there's nothing there that binds you. There's nothing there that, you know, the person has no skin in the game, if you will. So it's essential that you work on that. And Anyway, so... I mean, we're already into the list. You know, number one is how to ask for money. And it's a skill that has to be learned. It's a skill that is necessary. And if you think about it, you know, in our world of a self-run entrepreneur, you know, we have um, a fear, I guess, of asking for that a lot of times. But like I wrote in the article, it, when you go anywhere on the planet, if you, if you go down the street to Walmart uh, or you walk into a restaurant somewhere, you never, ever, ever think about the idea that you're not going to pay for something. And moreover, the, the cashier or the waitress or the server or, or whoever it is, they're not ashamed to ask you for money after they provided what you've asked for. And we're the same thing. You know, I know, I think it's a lot of the laid-back atmosphere when it comes to training. The idea that, you know, you really do get to know these people. You know their lives. You know where they're coming from, their struggles, and, and it, it, you know, Work drama, family drama, you name it. We know this stuff because <laughs> they tell us these things all the time. And if you're a trainer, you know exactly what I'm talking about. We are one step above or below or however you want to compare it to a hairstylist. Every secret that a client has, they let us know these things. And trust me, there's, it's like an endless supply of the stuff. Anyway, but we don't ask. You know, we're, we're afraid that we have blurred the line between professional and friendship. And I think a lot of times that 
is the starting point of you, and I'm talking to trainers again, uh, it's the starting point of you not thinking of yourself as a professional. And I'm here to just kind of lay everything out in line and just say, stop it. Just stop it, okay? You are doing yourself a disservice. You're doing me a disservice by not asking for a fee, by not being confident when you walk up to somebody and say, here is what my price per hour is. Here's what it takes to work with me on a regular basis. Okay, you're hurting me in the business if you do that because you're hurting others and, and, and colleagues of mine when you don't charge a proper fee for what you do. It, it makes it seem like that none of us are worth what we're worth, that we don't take the time or the effort or the energy in order to deliver our best to somebody. You know, my best that I'm giving somebody, it's worth something. It's worth my time. It's worth my, my energy. You know, it's been my career for this period of time. And so it's, it's your duty and your obligation to be a professional at this. Now, in the article, um, again, you can go to basictraining.com and you can read that one. I deliver a couple methods to you to make it a little easier to break that barrier, to, to unblur that line. Because I get it, and I've been there too. You know, I love my people more than anything. And, you know, to let somebody scoot by without delivering a check or a payment uh, when sessions are, are due again. It happens, I, but you know, to me, it's, it's a habit that I've had to undo and really talk to myself about and, and just instill the same way I would instill a client to come in and do morning cardio or the same way I would have somebody eat five meals a day because this is the way we're going to lose weight, okay? I have to make sure that when a person is due, I walk up to them directly and say, excuse me, Mr. or Ms. Jones. Sessions are done. I need you to go ahead and re-up for the next month, or I can go ahead and draft it out, or I can go ahead and take payment however you choose. It doesn't really matter to me. Let's just get that done. And it took a long time to learn that, but now that I have, it allows me to just move on from that point and be able to concentrate again on what I do and what I do for them, which is you should just be training them, um, delivering your best, being able to go back into that role of, of their coach. You know, the person that is supposed to be hearing these issues and help correcting them and still guiding them to get the results they're looking for. The second skill you're going to need to master is we're getting a little bit more on the philosophical side. Actually, no, never mind. No, no, no. Point number two is it's be exceptional. It's do the best job you know how to do. Now, it's very sad if you think about it that I actually had to make a point that you have to do a good job. One would think that when you're out there and you're working with a person or, you know, you're, let's say you're just somebody that's going out there to work out, you want to do the best job you can. You want to do everything within your power to just raise the bar a little bit. And that's being exceptional. You know, the really sad part about this, you know, the second point is I really am, um, I hate to say it, I'm kind of just okay with if you just do some of the basics that allow you to do what's expected. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, it, in, the, in the world today, wow, that sounds terrible. All right, anyway, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to try to bring it down from the ethereal up top, and we're going to bring it down to every time I go to a restaurant, every time, I have moved beyond the idea of my server having to impress me, okay? And, and I'm sure a lot of you out there feel the exact same way. 
if I go and I say, I would like this meal prepared this way, I want this for my side dish, and I want this to drink. And if you just deliver that to me, I am so freaking impressed. I am just, I'm stunned. If it's exactly what I wanted to have done, I'm happy. I'm beyond happy. I'm going to tip you 20 or 25% because you just met my expectations. Okay? And that's really sad, but that's what I'm talking about. You know, as a trainer, you really, you only have to do a few things. You have to show up on time. You have to not be impaired somehow. Don't be drunk. Don't be high. Don't, don't be overly sleepy. You have to be able to count to 15. You have to interact with a client. You have to pretend you know what you're doing, and then you're done. Basically, if you show up on time, are not drunk or high, count a whole bunch, and talk like a regular person, you get paid for that. Now, okay, for other trainers out there that just heard me say that, I get it. I know we do a whole lot more, okay? I know that. But that's the core concept of if you are able to just do those few little things that you should be doing anyway, that's acceptable. And your clients will be impressed with that. You know, when I say that point number two is to be exceptional, it's if you want to rise above. If you want this job to be as rewarding as you thought it would be, you're going to need to put your skin in the game. You're going to have to deliver such an amazing product. And a lot of times the product is not even the workout that you're doing. It's, it's the intensity with which you're focusing on your person. It's the idea that when you're engaging with your person that you, you actually care that you're actually listening to what they're talking about, you're listening to the kind of results and goals they're looking for, and you do your absolute best to deliver not just what they expect, but over and above that. You know, if they ask you for, hey, what are some ideas to work on this part of my body? Come to them and, and write some extra stuff out for them. You know, write some extra lifts they can do, extra cardiovascular programs they could do, maybe some nutritional help that could work with them. Uh, deliver them other people's ideas. Here's a video from YouTube. Here's an article that I read that could really help you get what you're looking for. If you go above and beyond with your people, you're, they're going to stay around forever. And remember, the idea of everything we're doing is we train to retain. A retained client is so much easier to work with long-term and, and to, as far as a business goes, to make a steady, reoccurring bit of income than it is to always go out and acquire a brand new person. Not to mention the fact that, you know, when you find somebody that you can truly get along with that you are delivering exceptional results to, and you've been able to work with them for a long period of time, it's just nice to be able to have the kind of clientele that you actually enjoy going to work for. You know, it, <laughs> there have been clients out there over the years that I could promise you it was not a good thing. And I did it because my job is to work with people and my job is to get results no matter who you are. If I could tell you now, being able, going above and beyond for my folks and them having stuck around for as long as they have really allows me the benefit to see quality individuals from the, somebody who's just trying to shop me like anybody else, you know, just trying to get the lowest price or just somebody that, that thinks of me as, as a product, as a commodity, as, as some new toy they're trying to pick up. Once you develop those relationships with your clients, it's amazing how the game changes. Um, that's a whole show in itself as far as what happens when those relationships develop. But that's point number three is develop relationships with people around you and your clientele. 
you know, that's a mistake that I made, gosh, for the first probably 10 years of doing this, is I thought it was all about what I did. It was all about the results I got. It was always about, you know, the, the employees I hired or the sales I made. And it, what that did, it prevented me from being able to unshoulder some of the load because I always thought I had to be in control of everything. I thought that I had to be the one that you know, I was the alpha and the omega. I was the beginning and the end of everything. If a new project you know, was starting, I wanted to govern it and tell somebody how to do it versus trusting them to actually get it done. You know, I, I had a lot of independent contractors working for me probably six or seven years ago. And the amount of control that I threw on them was almost none. You know, it was always me, 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 me. And now that I've done this for as long as I have, I really wish I could go back and tell the younger version of me about the development of relationships amongst colleagues, other trainers, uh, employees, you name it, being able to delegate those things. And I don't just mean not doing work, but I mean hearing other people's ideas, hearing how other people do things and allowing them to take the lead on some things, you know, collaboration or uh, work, just simply working together in our business is something that really, if you can learn that earlier in your personal training career, you're going to do so much better than I did because it's amazing what two people can get done versus just one really good person. And in, in addition to that, not just relationships developing amongst your colleagues and, and other trainers, but the relationships that you build with your clients, they offer so many wonderful things. And, and this is not something that you're doing just to get to information that they have or to take advantage of things that they do. You know, I have clients in all different professions um, that have allowed me to, honestly, to absorb a lot of their knowledge that they've given me over the years. I, I'm, just a, I'm just a little old trainer. I just count to 15 a whole lot, but I have done some amazing things I never would have done because I allowed that relationship to build. You know, they come to me for their health and fitness advice, and I am going above and beyond. I'm trying to be as exceptional as I can, and because my effort level is there to get them the best results I know how, they're reciprocating to me and allowing me to, to hear about what they do, to do things for me as well as me do it for them. And if I had engaged in more of those relationships at an earlier age, I think I might have been better off. Who knows? You know, we can always say what would happen if we go back in time. You know, maybe we, the idea is that you get things exactly when you need them, not when you want them. Um, and, oh, there's a, whole, there's a whole slew of shows to be done about that one. Uh, <laughs> I could record an entire podcast about how to go back in time and tell myself things to not do or, or things to do. It, it's, it's amazing. Anyway, uh, what point are we on right now? <laughs> you know, uh, point number four, be authentic. Okay. And that's, I hope that's kind of what you see I'm doing right now. I promise you there is nothing being on about me at this point. You know, I'm sitting here in my little studio. I'm a happy camper giving out the tips that I think are going to help people do the absolute best they can in their business. Being authentic is not just being honest. It's not just being yourself. It's about being, not being afraid to show your version of yourself. And in the training world, it has to do with not being afraid to let your true personality be out when you're in session. 
you know, it's okay. They hired you for you. They like your personality. They like the way you train. They like your ideas. They like your views on things. That's why you're hired. That's why they're staying with you. So no matter what advice I'm giving you, one of the most important pieces is never ignore the fact that they hired you for you. You know, whether they saw you out on the floor working with somebody else and they wanted to be like that person or they read some of your stuff, they heard a podcast, I don't know, you know, or they saw a video or, or, or a photo that, that inspired them. That's something that you don't need to take for granted, okay? And, and I know that sounds kind of crazy of what I'm talking about, but personal trainers have a very, very nasty habit, and that is that we will take a look at other people's ideas, other people's formats, other people's words, and we will take them in as our own. Because we think that we need to be more like what we see or what we respect. You know, some of the bigger names in our industry, uh, maybe back in the day it was, it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, a trainer would say, let's do this because I saw Arnold do it. I'm going to deliver you Arnold's workout. And I think to a level that cheapens your view on health and fitness. You need to deliver your own ideas. You need to deliver your own methods your own practices, and your own personality when it comes to your client. Because, again, the truth is they hired you. They didn't hire somebody else. If they wanted to, if they wanted Dr. Oz, for instance, dear God, I picked him as an example. That's terrible. <laughs> if they wanted Dr. Oz, they would have hired Dr. Oz. If they wanted um, Todd Durkin, who's a great trainer, uh, was on NBC's show Strong, worked with my buddy Drew, um, on the set of the show, if they wanted him, they would have tried to hire somebody like him. Or they would read his stuff, buy his videos. If they wanted Tony Horton from P90X, they would buy P90X, but they didn't. They hired you. Okay? So whatever you've got going, whatever methods you use, that's what they want. Don't be afraid to do that. Don't be afraid to deliver that because you never know. You could be the next Tony Horton. If you are, you know what? It, Tony's done a good job. I will say that. Man, that's a whole lot of energy that a trainer that works from 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. just doesn't have. I guess you have it on DVD, but in real life, whew, that'd be, that's a lot of stuff. But you don't know. You could be the next one coming up. So your ideas, your original thoughts, and what you're doing is valid. So make sure you deliver that to your person, and don't be afraid to do so. It's extremely important as far as the business aspect of this goes, or, or the relational aspect of this business goes. So... Yeah, and there's, I hate to say it, point number five, and, and there's no transition to it. This is the stuff that people get really bored about. If you're a trainer and you are going through all these different things I'm talking about right now, it's very, 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 very important that you keep a proper record of what you're doing in your business. You know, if you've conquered the idea of asking for money and you're delivering an exceptional product and you're developing these amazing relationships and, and you know, you're delivering your style, it is so easy to get caught up in just the day-to-day -day aspect of training. You know, I did it for the longest time. My accountant, God bless him, most amazing person in the world, told me that in the beginning and I just ignored it because, again, I'm opinionated, I don't take advice, yada, yada, yada. He said, look, if you just do these basic things now, You'll get ahead of it, and you'll never have to worry about it again, okay? And that has to do with when a client pays you or when you receive payment, when you're making payments, when you're buying things for your business, you need to keep track of them, okay? An accurate profit and loss system is the most important thing you can do as a small business owner because it's the biggest thing that just completely decimates 
business owners everywhere is not keeping up with the actual day-to-day business aspect of it. I know what you're saying or you're thinking out there, but I don't like to do that, Michael. It's so terrible and the numbers and the spreadsheets and all the stuff. It's just like, yeah, I don't care. (laughs) You know, it's a health and fitness show and we're talking about money. I get it. But if you will do that just in the beginning, just on a weekly basis, take in, you know, write down everything that you made, everything that you spent, and everything left over is called profit. It's amazing. And if you can stay ahead of that, if you can own what you've done and actually look at it, you will never have to worry about the business side of it again if you just start doing it on a regular basis. Because let me tell you a little story about these lovely people in our business called IRS. And it's definitely, you don't want these people in your life because when they come knocking, whether you're right or whether they're wrong, it doesn't matter because they're going to win. Whatever they say, they're going to get. And the last thing you want to do is see a scary letter pop up in your mailbox that says, hey, by the way, Mr. and Ms. Trainer, um, how is it possible that you, you know, say you made $10,000 this past year, but we think you made 40, you need to prove that you didn't. Okay. And if you're not keeping up with your profit and loss, if you're not keeping up with your quarterly tax payments, if you're not doing some of the basic stuff you need to do to be a business owner, it's not going to turn out very well. Okay. And I promise you just do it. And, And I can't make it any, any easier than that or any more direct than that. Just do it. Keep up with your P and L. You will thank me later. Okay. Wow. Huh. It's, yeah, this is not your regular show, is it? You know, it, this is not uh, my rant on something. This is not. This is the mean potatoes of how you build a business. It, well, <laughs> it's my version of beaten potatoes of how you build a business. You know, we got into some of uh, my fun stuff, which is the philosophy of training and the different things you need to do to become really good at that. And I guess a lot of people out there listening, you know, you may not, this may not apply to you near as much, but let's just say you're going to start your own business. These five things you need to master. You need to be able to ask for money. You need to deliver an amazing product. You need to develop networking relationships with your people. You need to be honest and authentic with what you do. You know, deliver your version of things. And you need to stay on top of your game and have a proper profit and loss. I think this could actually go in the business section of iTunes. This is, I mean, this is stuff everybody needs to know. But it is something that nobody's talking about. So. Hopefully, I'm filling an an under underutilized portion of what uh, we need out there in our business in order to become the best version of trainers we can. All right, you know, there's one last thing I want to talk about on this episode. Now, uh, on the next episode, um, we'll get (laughs) we'll jump from things to things while I continue to try to talk and make sense here as as I wrap the show up. On the next episode of the cast, I have an interview with a, an amazing trainer and a business owner, somebody that has, uh, has done pretty much everything, worked for companies, worked independently, you know, has their own studio, you name it. I think you're going to highly enjoy uh, this interview, and it's going to fit right into the theme of what we're talking about in September, minding your business. Um, so make sure to catch that next week on, on the cast. I want to leave you guys tonight with kind of what we started with. You know, the intro from Steve. I love Steve Jobs. Um, five years ago, we lost him 
Uh, he was a great inspirational figure to, to everybody. It, you know, it had nothing to do with working out. It had everything to do with the idea of being able to say, you know, I think I'm going to go try this thing and I'm going to just do it. I'm going to go and invent some cool stuff. I'm going to just try some ideas. I'm going to not be afraid to be me in the world. And, you know, every time around this time of year, I think he died maybe or late October, early November. Every time I get around this time, time period, um, I think about it. And, you know, when I'm doing things and creating things for you guys, I always listen to some of the stuff. Uh, the Stanford commencement speech is probably one of the greatest speeches in American history. Um, you know, right up there with FDR, Teddy Roosevelt, uh, the I Have a Dream speech. Just listen to that whole thing. You know, they're just going to be little excerpts on, on this show. But listen to it. Uh, you know, I have, have it up on a billboard in my office. Uh, one of the greatest quotes that he's got, and, and that's the quote I'm going to leave you with tonight. But always remember to, no matter what you're doing, to love what you do. I love training. I love helping other trainers be better at what they do. I may not always have the best ideas or, or the greatest responses to things. But the bottom line is I wake up every single day excited to go to work. And no matter what comes out of my mouth, no matter what kind of rants, no matter what kind of frustrations that are there, the core of what you, what I do, and I would hope what anybody else in the world does, is to love what you do, because that's going to allow you to create some of the greatest things in your life. Now, whether that's changing a, a client's life, whether that's being promoted at another job, whether that's winning a competition or, or just achieving a, a lifelong dream, if you love what you do, you will never work a day in your life. Wow. And that, one, that one's straight from uh, Grandpa Bays right there. Uh, he said the trick to everything was find what you love and then find some poor sap who's willing to pay you for it the rest of your life. <laughs> and you'll never work a day. And, and I think that that's something that he managed to do. A brilliant chemist loved every single thing about chemistry. And, a, and if you've been in a chem lab and you've done physical chemistry, you know, freaking boring that stuff is, but he loved it. And so I would invite everybody that hears this tonight, if you're a trainer, if you're just working another job, if you're doing something you love, doing something you hate, just sit back and listen to the commencement speech from Steve. I think you will thoroughly enjoy it. Um, you can catch the uh, other shows uh, that I have at basic training, www.baes-ictraining.com. Catch me on Instagram at Michael Bays. Uh, same thing on Facebook and on Twitter as well. Uh, you're going to enjoy next week's show a whole lot as we continue with this theme of minding your business in September. And until next time, I am your host, Michael Bays, signing off. Your time is limited. So don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. And most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. Everything else is secondary.